0: Hello, and welcome back to another episode of Raising His Kids. Today, we're diving into a crucial topic that I can't believe we haven't talked about yet, which is house rules.
1: This is something else that can make co parenting so difficult because not only are you juggling potentially different parenting styles within your own home, but you're also navigating the challenge of sharing custody with another household that may have entirely different rules.
0: And like we've mentioned before, you can't control what happens in the other home. So, all you can do is make sure the rules in your house are crystal clear with no question on whether or not in action is breaking the rules. Okay, so a few examples of house rules would be chores, screen time, manners, who they can hang out with, where they can hang out, and punishment. But really anything could fall under the category of house rules.
1: Really anything and it can be even we've spoken about before like a house rule being FaceTimes must take place in your bedroom right? With the door closed. That, that's a house rule. That's one house rule that I have and I guess other rules that we've got is the kids have to help stack and unstack the dishwasher. Fair. Although my husband does it quite often in the morning so they get it off the hook in the mornings. But even Miss K helps like she'll take the cutlery out and anything plastic she'll take it out. We're really big on screen times, so especially with little jay because he with his diagnosis he just he goes completely insane if he has too much screen time because you know he's got that addictive personality and it's almost like he has withdrawals so we only allow video games on the weekend and we kind of we don't really limit it like they have to share but and we have to make them go out like we make them go outside and play but it's kind of like a bit of a free-for-all on the weekends But then on a weekday, we don't allow their iPads or the Xbox anymore. At all.
0: Uh -uh. That's fair. uh,
1: Just so from 6 p.m. Sunday night through till, say, 3 p.m. Friday afternoon. There's no Xbox or iPads. The only exception to that is sometimes when Big K is home by himself of an afternoon after walking home, we let him play iPad if he's done all his homework and all of his chores. We let him do that until an adult is home because I'd rather him be occupied, right? Right. Yeah. What else are you going to do? (laughs) But as soon as I get home or my husband gets home, then he, he gets off. He goes outside. He plays with the neighbor kids. But then we also have the issue of discipline. So, Big K never does anything bad enough to warrant any disciplines being carried over into the other house. And if he does anything in his dad's house, his dad doesn't communicate with me anyway, so I wouldn't know. But I guess Little J is the only real big indicator where he does do stuff bad enough to make the punishments carry on over to the other house, but we no longer do that because Karen wasn't doing it. Right. So that's not fair. Exactly. So she was expecting us to carry the punishment, but then she wouldn't reciprocate. And the thing is that he's only getting in trouble when he's in her house.
0: Right. Yeah. So he, that's where the punishment should be.
1: Right. So, you know, when he's misbehaving at school or getting suspended from school, it's when he's in her care. So, and I've spoken about it before, she has no discipline. She has no control. It's yeah. A waste of time trying to discipline him. We still talk to him about what he did. So it's not like we're turning a blind eye and we're just ignoring it. We're just not punishing him for it because why should he be punished a week later for something that happened last week in his mother's house when she didn't even punish him at all?
0: Right. Yeah. That's, re- that's a really tough situation. So
1: yeah, it's kind of hard, but we do the best that we can. What about yeah, you guys? That's really all you can do.
0: Um, yeah. So for punishments, T, tea- has not so far done anything that would warrant both of us punishing him. There have been times where his mom would be like, oh, he's grounded. So don't let him like watch TV or whatever. And we would ask why he was grounded and we wouldn't get an answer. So we didn't follow through with that because we're not going to carry through a punishment that we may or may not agree with, but we're not even given the option to decide if we do. So And I mean, obviously she would not carry over punishments that we made. So we don't do that either. Screen time used to be a huge one for us um, because he is allowed to do anything whenever he wants in the other house Mm -hmm. and he's not at our house and it used to cause so much like conflict. He would get so upset when we turned off the TV and all that, but he's gotten so much better about knowing that you can't use the tv all day here or ipad we don't let him use the ipad unsupervised at all because he'll go on Mm -hmm. youtube and we don't let him be on youtube unsupervised at all Mm -hmm. and he used to be able to watch tv in the mornings like before we got up but we don't allow that now either because he went on youtube and so now he like lost that privilege but he watches like a way old like two old shows or whatever they're called videos on youtube like they're not child appropriate at all and it's like he still believes in the tooth fairy but now he's watching these shows that are meant for teenagers so he's like walking around cussing and then asking about the tooth fairy i'm like can these two things like coexist he's not Mm. i don't know maybe it's normal but it drives me nuts we don't allow youtube in our house Mm -mm. oh yeah no we don't either we did youtube kids but he's not interested in that anymore so i guess he's too old for it
1: Yeah, so we did do YouTube kids, but we're not at a level where we're comfortable with the boys having YouTube. Even uh, Big J doesn't have YouTube, but he does have TikTok and Snapchat. uh, Well, he is like at the age where that's okay. Yeah, well, he's 13. He has had it all since last year because Karen let him have it. So we were kind of forced into letting him have it. But, you know, I went ahead and I set it up with parental controls. So... I can view oh, everything okay. from my phone and check who he's talking to and things like that, but not actually read his messages. Although I have all his logins, so if I really wanted to, I could log in and start doing it. But we're trying to be trusting, right? Yeah.
0: And I mean, until they do something to break the trust, I don't think there's a reason to do that. But um, it's just like, I guess parental controls would help, to be honest. I didn't even think of that. But we are not oh, okay me. with YouTube. Uh, I didn't even think about parental controls on actual YouTube. I didn't know that YouTube did that. So I guess that could be an option. But we just don't trust like what people are putting on YouTube.
1: And that's the problem. And the parental controls on YouTube aren't great. Oh, really? Yeah, no, I probably, because they can I'm still right. access everything. Oh, then what's the point? And that's one reason. Yeah. And that's one reason why we stick with Apple for the kids' devices, because you can completely remove Safari, which means that they have no internet access. Oh yeah. And they can't re-download it, it without your approval, right? Correct. Like it's, so it's removed and only I can add it back on. Okay. And it's in the parental control settings. Whereas with Samsung and all those other devices, they still have, even if you block the internet and delete other, in, like other web browsers, like the Samsung one, the Samsung internet stays there. I didn't realize that. We, well, we found that out because little Jay kept smashing iPads, you know, Because that's what unruly five-year-olds do when they're given everything and there's no discipline. And then after he smashed like the third iPad, uh, Karen gave him a Samsung tablet. And so we tried to set up parental controls on it, which we put a parenting app on it. But we still could not remove the internet which he was using to access YouTube. And like, she oh. just, he has an iPhone, he has an iPhone seven and she went and gave him an OPPO. I don't know if you have that brand of phone in the States, but it's like a cheap, so. crappy Samsung knockoff. And she went and gave him that for his birthday. Oh my God. And I'm like, great. So he's going to be watching YouTube and googling things that he knows nothing about. Like this is the kid who won't read the puberty book we gave him, even though he's at the age where he should be learning about it. But he's just not mentally ready, and he's about to go do a puberty talk at school. Oh, I said to him, I was like, "This is where you need to start reading the book because you need to come to dad or I or your mum or you know your stepdad if that's who you choose to talk to, whoever you choose to talk to. But this is the where you should be asking questions, but." time he's so mentally immature like if you put big k and little j together you would think that big k was the 11 year old and little j was the eight year old
0: oh i sometimes forget that big k is only eight because he seems so mature
1: (laughs) he is and i just i don't know if it's what he was subjected to as a child or you know the therapy to help him process what he was subjected to as a child like and when i say child he's still a child but a, a toddler a baby and a toddler And he just seems to have grown up way faster. Like he doesn't play with toys. Like he was never really interested in toys, but that could also be his autism as well.
0: Yeah, definitely.
1: So in some cases when you have an autistic child, they prefer to do adult things. So that could be why he's never really liked playing with toys. You know, he's had his moments and sometimes he still does, but it's very few and far between. He'd rather, and like movies, he'd rather watch the Marvel movies and the Star Wars movies than actual kids' movies. Really? Yeah. And he understands most of what's going on. Like he doesn't get the adult innuendos, but he are un- sure. follow the story. Right. Whereas you put movies on like that for Little Jay and he's got no idea what's going on other than like he's like, Oh, that was a cool fighting scene. <laughs> right. <laughs> so That's usually
0: all I pay attention to with those movies too, honestly.
1: <laughs> yeah. But my whole point of like saying this was because we've decided that we're getting Little Jay a SIM card for his phone also because it will increase him using his Apple phone and mm. him not using that other phone with no restrictions. But because with me going back to work, he's going to have to start catching a bus to Big J's school Oh boy. so that Big J can look after him in the afternoon and they hang out until one of us get there. And so we're like, all right, let's get him a phone because... Yeah. Otherwise, the first day it happens, it's going to be an absolute shit show. I just, I just know. Definitely. Um, and his first thing is like, do I get YouTube? Do I get the internet? Oh my it's God. Like, no, like it's a SIM card for a communication device. You'll have minimal right. internet, enough for us to track where you're going and making sure you're on the right bus. The same as Big K. Big K doesn't have internet access, which he really hates because all he wants is enough internet to play Pokemon Go. But. <laughs> I was like, no, you don't have enough internet to do that.
0: <laughs> right. Yeah. I, I mean, they just don't need it as kids. And, like, uh, T will spend, like, hours on YouTube if you let him. And, like, mm-hmm. he watches it in the middle of the night if he wakes up in the middle of the night, um, if he's at his mom or grandma's house, and he just watches it then. So it's like his sleep mm-hmm. is now being, like, disrupted
1: because it's he would rather watch doesn't. YouTube. It's yeah. like, what. Oh God, it drives me nuts. Little Jay does it too. And he'll tell us, he'll be like, oh, you know, I woke up, I couldn't sleep. So I was watching YouTube. And then we tell his mom and she goes, oh, don't be stupid. I checked on him. He was sleeping. But she says the same thing about, she lets Big J take his phone into his room. So he's up all night and we've right. been here where we've taken his phone off him because we can hear it going off and his friends are Snapchatting him at midnight. Oh my
0: God. What are these 13 year olds doing at midnight?
1: I don't know. Right? Like, I'm trying to sleep, like, right. (laughs) I forget, I was a teenager once, though, and I used to have my phone, but I'd be, like, passing out by nine.
0: Yeah, I didn't even have a phone when I was 13. I don't remember what age I was, but I wasn't – I mean, we didn't have Snapchat either, so I guess that's – you can't compare it, but I don't think I was texting my friends that late.
1: (laughs) We – I got a phone at 14, and it was only because it was my sister's old one, so she gave it to me. But, like, we had – the plans where it was free to talk between six and nine pm. Oh yes. Oh my god, I forgot so like, about that. No no one was talking after nine PM because That's so true. Then it cost you and you'd use all your credit.
0: <laughs> I totally forgot about that. You're right. <laughs> That's so funny. Um and... uh, uh all right I kind of got off track there with YouTube a mm. little bit, but our other ones are toys. We don't allow like tons of toys and this will go for miss a too um it's just like a minimalist thing I think having too much of anything gets overwhelming and we asked T what he wanted for Christmas this last week and he's like, I don't know what I want for Christmas because I get toys all the time which he does at his mom's house so it's like he gets so much there that he doesn't even have anything else that he wants so that's a that's yeah. another thing that's just so drastically different. Um, and then chores. He has to do them here. He doesn't have to do any of them at his mom's house. So that's pretty much. Yeah,
1: I forgot to mention that. The boys don't do chores at their mom's house. And with me going back to work, my husband turned around and said, I won't need to worry about doing the boys' laundry anymore. So for me personally, Big K has always helped me do the laundry. I also feel like eight is too young to make him responsible for doing his own laundry. but mm-hmm. He can still assist. Yes. I've been saying for years, like, Big J should have been helping. So I said to him, I said, Big and Big J knows how to use the washing machine because I don't wash his bedding anymore. Like, if he doesn't do it, it's not getting done. I just, bleh, I don't want to no. touch it. I don't know what's going on in there.
0: Like, 13-year-old boys, like, that's a whole different thing.
1: <laughs> he turned 12 and I told him, happy birthday. Here's how you use the washing machine. Mm-hmm. I'm not doing it anymore. No. And so he, he put his foot down and he said, the boys can do their own washing. And I said, great you can be the one to tell them that because I'm not, because then I'll be public enemy number one, but I'm still right. going to do big, big case washing. And, but I'll also, when I, if I'm home and he's home, I'll have him help me. Yeah. Because I feel eight is still too young to do that. But Big J is also supposed to cook dinner once a fortnight when he's with us to help out. He hasn't oh, done a that one. in months. Oh. So, well, it was meant to be for him to be paying for his phone. So mm. he's meant to, he's meant to mow the lawn and cook when he's with us and he hasn't done either of them in months and given like it's winter so the grass isn't really growing right like so you know he'll have to mold a lot more in summer and especially when the kids are on school holidays I might even have him cooking like two nights especially with me working yeah so that's helpful but And he doesn't have football now, so he can cook on other nights as well. But I also don't think that he needs to be cooking every night if I'm in a position to do it. And like I've been making food on a weekend when we don't have them and then freezing it. So it's literally, I'll tell him he's cooking dinner and I'll say the food's in the freezer. You just need to pull it out and heat it up. And he will do that for me while I'm doing other stuff, which is helpful, right? Yeah, definitely. That's a good idea too. So, And then sometimes I tell the kids that we're having a scratch meal, which is where they figure their food out for themselves so they can eat a sandwich, baked beans on toast, spaghetti, noodles, whatever. Yeah, that's perfect. <laughs> but, and this is one of our listener comments that we got quite frequently, little Jay goes, but I don't have to do it at mom's house. Uh-huh. We hear that every every single day, at um, least once a it's, day. Yeah. And so like I got to the point where I said, I don't give a crap what goes on yeah. at your mom's house.
0: Yeah. This is not mom's house is... A very common yeah. thing in, in our house.
1: Mm-hmm. And I said to him, I said, you don't hear Big K going, I don't have to do it at dad's house. I said, right. this is our house. You want to live in our house? You have to follow our house rules. And yeah, his his school principal always talks about how he doesn't care what happens at home. Once you cross that threshold into the school gate, you follow the school rules. Yeah. So the principal's like reiterating that every week when they're at parade. So I was like, great. I'm going to reiterate that as well. said, so, And I say to him, just as your principal says, that the house rules cease and the school rules start. mum's rules cease and our rules start. Yes. So say goodbye to being babied. Like, you know, she wiped yeah. his ass until he was nine. Like, no wonder he struggles with it still. Oh, my because God. Because she never encouraged him to do it as a toddler.
0: Yeah. And that's, like, a huge issue, I think. Like, we don't have that specific problem. But we do have the problem where nobody's encouraging independence in the other mm-hmm. house and we only have him four or five nights every two weeks so it's like mm-hmm. we can encourage independence but how big of an impact is that really going to make and that's something we struggle with a lot is like yeah. how big of an impact can we make
1: and we we've found that like and that's one reason why my husband was like, we can't keep going on like this. We need more custody of these boys because she is going to ruin them. Mm -hmm. And we got the five nights and we saw changes. Like we have seen changes, especially like their grades have improved. Oh, really? Both both boys were 100% failing every subject. Wow. So they spend more time with us. They're actually doing homework. They have a tutor. Their grades have improved. But she'll, she'll say that it's her Like, it has nothing to do with them being with us. It's just them maturing and growing up. Like Sure. (laughs) But we are seeing changes, especially really big positive changes in Big J, you know, because he was always very babyish, like Little J as well. But once I gave him the independence, he was like, oh, I I want to grow up. I want to do these things for myself because he feels a sense of pride. Whereas Little J is just like, meh, mama. Mama. Yeah. He's still very babyish. And that's where we're at, too. I just like Miss K is her first day of daycare today. And, you know, ever since Aww. we we found out about kindy and stuff, I said to her, I said, okay, big girls dress themselves. I said, because when you go to kindy, you've got to take yourself to the toilet. You've got to wipe your own bum. You've got to pull your pants up. You've got to do it all yourself. So we've been putting that on her. And so she, this morning, like I got her clothes out and I said, there's your clothes. You need to get dressed. And she's getting dressed. And she said, mom, help me with my socks. Because she couldn't get her sock out. <laughs> and so I'll still help you. Like you're still a baby. Sure. you three, but that, it's that independence. And she's like, mom, I got myself dressed for school and she picked up her bag and she put it on her back yeah kids and actually just, want that
0: well they, they should
1: want. well in my experience kids want that they want to be independent they want to feel proud of themselves and they want you to feel proud of them too right
0: so true it's, so. it's just such a shame to like not encourage the independence So it's like you're just not doing them any
1: favors at all Absolutely, and it's one thing that I brought up with Little J's OT was that one thing we're striving for with him is the independence. You know, like he couldn't even use cutlery independently when I met him. How old was he when you met him? Five. Oh, yeah, that's not good. <laughs> and Big J was seven, and he couldn't. Use, they so they could use a spoon and a fork. Oh, um, that's basically and when they like- and when they use a fork, it was just the stabbing motion.
0: Yeah, that's pretty much what he does too.
1: And Big K could use a knife, a fork and a spoon. Like he could cut his own food. And it's like you see that and you're like, and my husband saw it and he's like, oh my God, he's like, I need to get these kids some knives. Like, what why is he doing it? But they aren't. Right. And even now, Little Jay really struggles with the fine motor skills of cutting with a knife. Like he uses the tip of the knife, but he will hold his fork like this, like he's stabbing his food. And then he uses the tip of his knife and does this.
0: And he oh moves both hands.
1: And it's just like, oh my That's God, crazy. you're lacking That much coordination. Right. Um, <laughs> All right. So some of the difficulties of different homes and different rules, which Lauren and I've already touched on a bit, is the rules in the other house can affect how the kids behave in your house. And that's where commonly we hear, but mum's house or but mum said. (laughs) Um, It can be challenging to explain that rules at dads are just different than they are at mum's. And like I said, I reiterated it back to school and I'm sure it's got to be the same for everyone everywhere. If you've got school-aged children, the school are saying, these are the school rules. You follow the school rules. Right. So relate it back to that and go, you know, when you go from mum's house to school, you follow the school rules. So it's no different to, between going to mum's house and dad's house. Yeah, that's a really good way to put it. So, and being a stepmom can feel like you're lost because even if bio-parents agree on the rules, you may not. This is where you need to talk to your partner and make your own compromises and set of rules before you agree on rules with the other home. Absolutely. Because as a stepmom, you're a parent too. Mm -hmm. And you're a team with your partner
0: before you're a
1: team with the other house. Correct. And if you discuss with your partner and they go, well, no, I agree with the rules. These are the rules that I want to set for my child. Then you go, okay, I'm stepping back. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that's actually, I'm going to talk about
0: it later when we talk about like twice blended rules and stuff. But Mm -hmm. that's, that is an argument. That actually is the argument that made me decide that this was time for this episode.
1: Oh, I can't wait to hear about that. (laughs)
0: It wasn't really an argument. It's
1: not juicy. It was just like a debate, I guess. Yeah, I like hearing about the debates.
0: Yeah, that's
1: how our discussions happen. Like, they're not arguments, they're debates, and we're debating things. And we'll we'll get into it when I hear about it, because I'm sure you've probably said something similar to what I said to my husband.
0: Probably. Yeah. (laughs) Um, Also, I wanted to touch really quick on the rules in the other house, how they can affect yours. It's like basically um, like what we were talking about earlier with YouTube and stuff where it's like he's learning these curse words on YouTube at his mom's house and then he's repeating them over at our house. So like even if it's not like that specifically, that is like really difficult that the behaviors that he learned there or, like, actions or whatever are now being repeated at your house, regardless of whether you follow the – or he doesn't have to follow the rules or whatever it is. It's so I'm frustrating.
1: And I know. You add a baby in and a baby that's talking. So you've got a toddler walking around going, fucking hell, shit, piss, fuck. right?" Like, <laughs> like what is the age – today
0: <laughs> yeah school go goes there and repeats all that. What she is, will, like, the age the like, kids sorry. start doing that, though? Like, cause I'm like, he started when he was six and I was like, that seems young,
1: right? Or is it not? Like, Kelso swore at me when he was a toddler, but he'd obviously heard it somewhere. And he didn't know what he was saying. Yeah, but he said it in context. Cause he was being naughty and I was like, just sit down and eat your dinner. He's like, I will not fucking sit down and eat my dinner. I (laughs) did not laugh though. Cause that's. uh, Oh, I had to walk away. I was like, (laughs) please mate. Please eat your dinner, and I walked away. <laughs> but my first thing was like, who's swearing at him? Yeah, right. Just do it that way. Like he just didn't want to eat his dinner. But the other kids, I feel like I feel like six little little Jay was probably swearing probably when I met him around five six because he's always been unruly and out of control. right, like, doing whatever he wants. and you know, he threw a fork at his mother's head one time. Oh my god at that that age at like 5 or 6 yeah, um 6 or 7 I think that's, that's crazy my hus my husband and I were together when it happened oh my god that is so wild yeah I, and this, this is the same woman who didn't think there was any behavioral concerns
0: yeah that's just complete like denial at that point
1: yeah exactly mm-hmm. uh, okay
0: so we can move on to what um So things you can do to maintain the rules in your home, even if they're different in the other home. Um, The first one is get clear and set really clear rules and make sure they're understood by everyone and don't make exceptions. That's important.
1: I wanted to touch on that is that the stepkids are probably going to receive the rules better when they hear it from the bio parent. That's a good point. Yeah, you're probably right about that. Yeah, I just wanted to touch on that because I know it's one thing for me to set down a rule but if those boys haven't heard it from their father, I get pushed right. back and then we start butting heads, especially with little J. Whereas big J, I go, hey, mate, can you do this for me? Can you do this? Yep. Yep. No problems. But I think that comes with age. Yeah, I think so too. But in a year or two, if I ask him to unstack the dishwasher, I'm probably going to go, get fucked. You're not my mum." I'll, <laughs> I'll probably cop yeah. that. But. Yeah, so where possible with the rules, make sure that the bio parent is the one enforcing. That's a that's a really good point, yeah.
0: Okay, the next one is reminders, especially if they're young, reminders like we don't talk like that in this home are helpful. And um mm-hmm. something that I just remembered when I had the episode with um Dominique, she had mm-hmm. said that uh they had like a family breakfast every transition day and they like reminded everyone of like the house rules. And they just like went down the list or whatever. And if that's what it takes to remind them, then I mean, that's definitely something or something yeah. like that. Um, if yeah, they're not following rules,
1: remind them. <laughs> I remember hearing that when I was editing the episode, and I was like, that's actually a really good thing. Yeah. And we, we've had to it sometimes. Like, if we're sitting down for a family dinner and things have been a bit chaotic, primarily with little Jay, we, but we speak to everyone.
0: Mm-hmm. So we that's speak also to all important. the kids.
1: We're not just singling him out. We're speaking to all the kids, looking at all the kids, reiterating rules when we need to, but we don't have I to do, do that every week.
0: Right. And like, you shouldn't have to with kids that age, but if they're constantly being broken, then that's definitely something to do. But I also think talking to all of them and not singling, singling anyone out is also a really good point to make. Mm-hmm. Um, And then the last one is consequences. Ensure there are consequences for breaking the rules and be clear about what the consequences are before the rules are broken. Kids are kids and will often, quote unquote, forget. Whether or not they actually forget is irrelevant. Once they've gotten appropriate number of reminders, it's time for an appropriate consequence.
1: Absolutely. That was also something we
0: struggled with that, like, when we first got together, um, my husband was making, like, empty threats. Like, oh. I'm mm-hmm. going to take your toys away. But then like he would never do it. So like yeah. he my learned that. that.
1: Whereas I'm a, you do it one more time and I'm going to take this away. And, and I'm not joking. <laughs> yeah. And little Jay came home from school yesterday. So he's on a behavior monitoring book. he said, like, I got three smiley faces. What's my reward? And I said, your reward is that you don't get sent to bed early. <laughs> yeah, like, <Good> job. <laughs> And he's like, but, but last time dad was giving me lollies. I said, yeah, that was an incentive then and said, you should have learned your lesson now. We're not giving you lollies every time you have three smiley faces. Right. You know? Big K got a brag tag for being a learner in math. He's not getting lollies. You have to be good at school. I said, yeah. The other two boys are not beha- misbehaving at school. And he goes, I know. I said, So why are you? <laughs> like, that if I know. At school. Like, if, if you misbehave at school, you're going to get sent to bed early. That That's the yeah. thing that makes them so mad. They don't want to go to bed early. But clearly, if you're misbehaving at school, you're tired. So we just tell him he's going to bed early. Like, get yeah. through a smiley face or go to bed early. Yeah. This, like, behaving at
0: school is literally bare minimum.
1: <laughs> yeah. Right. It's not <laughs> that hard. You listen to your teacher. you only there for six hours and two hours of that is playtime. Right. So, you listen to your teacher, you do schoolwork, and then you come home and you can run around and go crazy. Exactly. <laughs> so, and then I see here that you've written rules for Twice Blended and ours Baby Added. So when we blended, it was an absolute shit show.
0: Yeah, but bet. Big K had
1: <laughs> rules because he was here most of the time and the two J's had no rules because they were coming every other weekend. And it drove me mental because I'm like, they should still clean up their room. Yeah. I agree. And at that, and like when we moved in here, I didn't care when we lived separately, but when we lived together, that's yeah. when I cared. And at that point, all the boys had their own rooms. So Big Jay's room was a shit show. Little Jay's room was a shit show. Toys everywhere, clothes everywhere, and it would drive me mental. And I shouldn't be surprised. That's how they live at their mothers, but. <laughs> now they keep their room clean They get up every morning They make their bed Their clothes go away They put their toys back And you can see the floor in their room And they know they have to have it clean before they leave Right Yeah, that's that's huge So it, it took some effort And it probably didn't really change until we got more custody And let's face it It goes back to being the Disneyland parent When you've only got the kids every other weekend In hindsight, just keep the rules to a minimum Mm-hmm yeah, I agree. And I'm, I'm, and I'm talking the two nights a fortnight. Keep the rules to a minimum. Obviously, when they're with you for longer, yeah, make them help out. Make them do more. But the bare minimum, keeping your room clean, putting your clothes away, packing up your toys, you know, yeah. tidying up after yourself in the bathroom. Like if you spit toothpaste all over the mirror, you can clean it up.
0: Yes. I don't I don't even understand how that happens, but it happens every night in, in our house.
1: The kids, they stand in front of the mirror and they're like, Shh. <laughs> and I, I just it's, it's almost as if they're spitting at the mirror I don't understand how it get said but I don't that, understand that, either <laughs> that's one thing that we've started making them do is even though on the weekend we don't have them my husband cleans the bathroom when they come back the following weekend we make all three boys even though Big K is the only one who's been here for the week we make all three boys go in and clean the bathroom and they're like but we haven't been here no but last weekend your father cleaned the bathroom for you so you can make oh, okay. big K's mess
0: I gotcha that makes sense yeah we make tea clean the bathroom every day before he, or every time before he leaves because yeah, well, I cannot wait until we have two bathrooms that I don't have we, to share a bathroom with boys but
1: if they're with you every other weekend just do the bare minimum if they're with you more than that then they need to be doing chores and the rules need to be the same for bio step whatever yeah and the biggest thing for me was when miss k was born and the boys were still getting away with stuff and i'm not talking about big k getting away with stuff because i'm on that so bad because you know i want to raise a respectful young man and i would turn around to my husband and say well do you want miss k doing this do you want miss k getting away with this how do you want miss k raised Because if you want her doing these things, those two other boys need to be doing these things.
0: Okay. That is a great way to put that. Cause that also segues into what I wanted to like talk to you about also is that this, this is like the stupidest argument, but debate, we did not argue. (laughs) It It wasn't like a messy fight or anything, but we have had this conversation about other things too. So I'm just using this as like a stupid example, but so T is allowed to eat like a sugar cereal in the morning. And I am like completely against sugar cereals in the morning because I feel like you need nutritional value in the morning. And if mm-hmm. you want to eat as a snack, that's fine, but it doesn't offer anything nutritional. So he's going to mm-hmm. go to school and he's still going to be hungry because he got no nutrition. So I'm like, that was something I, I'm totally against, but it's something I step back from because he's not my kid. But now I'm like, well, like with something like this, Miss A is not going to be able to eat sugar cereals in the morning before school or Mm -hmm. whatever so like how do you address that now that like he has had this role so does it change now that we have an ours baby or do they have different roles like what's going to be like that situation when she's old enough and he's old enough to like notice that things are different because we don't want to be like oh now you have a sister so you're not going to be able to get away with what you used to
1: be because that's going to create resentment so what we did, because I didn't buy sugar cereals for Big K, he would have things like baked beans, toast, porridge, fruit, Um, something that you guys don't have in the States is Wheat Bix, which is like, I don't know, it's like a wheat thing and it's full of iron and vitamins and it's filling, right? I so... had one of
0: those in Europe and I did not like <laughs>
1: <laughs> yeah, well the kids add like sugar and honey and stuff. Okay. It. It's not it's not one of my favorites, but it's really good for them. And the other boys were always eating like cocoa pops and other stuff. Right. And well the amount of sugar cereals that we have here in Australia is nothing compared to what you guys have. Like, oh really? We don't, we don't have like the Reese's Puffs or the Lucky Charms or I'm pretty sure even like frosted flakes. We had them in the nineties and they're gone.
0: Really? I don't even know if they still make Frosted Flakes, but I'm going to send you some Reese's Pops.
1: So, like, the cereals in America are, like, out of control wild compared to what we have here. There are so
0: many. It's insane. It's like you walk down the cereal aisle and there are, like, a million things to choose from.
1: Yeah. But so what my husband did was he went, all right, those cereals are only for weekends. You need a nutritious breakfast for school, especially because the boys weren't concentrating at school. Right. So – but now we just don't buy them at all because he just tells them they're too expensive. So we're not buying them. They are expensive.
0: But that's a that's a good thought about like just doing weekends, especially because my mm-hmm. husband makes like huge breakfasts on the weekends. So we could just mm-hmm. be like, okay, do you want this really good breakfast or do you want a bowl of Fruit Loops? And they would probably yeah. always choose the good breakfast. But I mean, it's just like like rules like that, like that's not the only one. So I mean, like even with like screen time and stuff, like he's getting away with with a lot more than miss a will. And, um, I've said this to my stepson before too. Like I'm not as nice as your dad is. So when I'm the one in charge, if you leave your Legos all over the floor, after you've gone to bed, whatever I pick up is going in the trash can. Like I'm not going to like sit here and clean up your Legos for you every time. I'm not as nice as him. And he's like, my dad doesn't throw away my toys. I was like, I know, but I will (laughs) like, um, so like pack up your shit yeah i'm like this is like motivating my parents did that to me and i picked up my stuff because i didn't want it thrown away <laughs>
1: yeah but at the same time the stepmom can't always do that because then the i step-mom's know always the bad guy
0: exactly and i am like if and that's that's like the thing like i am going to be the bad guy because i'm going to be stricter with miss a than my husband is and that's mm-hmm. going to make it stricter with t maybe possibly so I'm going to be the bad guy, I feel like. And that's where, that's what made me want to do this episode. I was just going to talk to you about it. And I was like, well, we might as well record it. So like, I don't even know where, like where that's going to go, but I feel like it's going to be stressful.
1: Definitely talk to your husband about like where, where he wants to be at with Miss A, because if he wants to be stricter with her, because he can, because she's going to be there all the time. Because that, that's one thing with my husband. He's like, oh, well, she's here all the time. I have more control over this situation. Mm-hmm. But the rules still need to change for the kids who aren't here all the time. They need to right. align. Because otherwise, she's going to grow up. And not only is she a girl, she's going right. to grow up with her older brother getting away with so much more than she would.
0: Yeah. And that, that was another thing. Because in our family, my brother was the youngest, but he was allowed to do way more than we were. And We, I don't know if it, if it was because he was the youngest, but we always saw it as like, because he's a boy, he can do whatever he wants. And we were like, kept in like a bubble and like, we were so sheltered and then he just lived this totally different life. I'm like, my daughter's not going to feel that way.
1: Yeah. But if your husband doesn't align, then there's going to be. Right. Yeah. Resentment for sure. Absolutely.
0: Although I guess by the time she's old enough, he should be old enough to understand. He should be, never know.
1: And at the same time, if the rule, like this is the age where the rules need to be implemented because by the time she's old enough, he's going to be a preteen. Yeah. Yeah. Because there's a seven year age gap. A A preteen and a teen and you don't need him walking around cussing, teaching her those words because look at what I'm dealing with. I know. Right. Right. No, I do not want that. So then how to address questions about the different rules, explaining that the rules are different in this house, which we've spoken about. And if they're old enough, explain why the rules are different. If it's a concrete reason like work schedules, explain that. But it's just a matter of different opinions. Explain that too in an appropriate way. I guess you touched on it before you said, you know, you don't want to turn around to T and go, oh, now that you have a sister, the rules are changing and go, no, you know, we've made a decision that we're going to have a healthier household. Like for the cereal go. So we've made the rule that we're going to have a healthier household. So on school days to make sure you have enough energy that you can maintain concentration, you're going to go to school with a full stomach, you can eat this cereal. Or the other thing we do to the boys, like if they've had their healthy cereal and then they're still hungry, then we let them have the crappy cereal. Okay. Yeah, that's true. That I'd be fine with. So like have first breakfast, then have second breakfast if there's time.
0: Right. He almost always eats two breakfasts anyway. uh, Right now, he eats so much, but I think he's He's just growing. Could be growing, Yeah. 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 Okay. So, are you ready for listener questions? Yeah. All right. So, the first one is, when the rules are different from bio mom, how do you manage expectations when rules are different at bio moms?
1: Well, you set rules for your house and you explain it to the children. Yeah.
0: I'm not sure if she's talking about, like, your expectations or the kids' expectations, but you basically create the expectations for the kids.
1: Yeah. That, well, that's how I took that one. It's you create the rules for your house and you show up and you follow through. Yeah, exactly. Follow through. That's that's the key there. The next question was navigating different rules between stepkids and biokids, which I think we sort of touched on. It was kind of hard in my house when the when Big K had different rules to the J's, uh, but then we aligned it. And probably the easiest way that it was aligned was after Miss Kay was born. And I put it back on my husband and said, you know, are you going to want her to get away with all this?
0: Right. But Even if you don't have an hour's baby, I imagine, I can't talk from experience, but that you would have to like sit down with them and come up with your house rules and then Mm -hmm. like have a conversation with the kids about them. Even if you don't have an hour's baby ever. Um, just to make sure, because everybody has to be on the same page. That's the only way to do that, I think.
1: Yeah, absolutely. You have to be on the same page. And I think it starts with you and your spouse coming up with mm-hmm. what rules you want for the kids. And does that mean you being lenient on your bio kids because the rules on the step kids are lenient? Then you've got to work out if that's something that you're willing
0: right and also a point that I didn't make earlier but I feel like we should is that everyone should be following the rules so like like with the sugar cereal thing my husband and I aren't eating sugar cereal in the morning either like it's not Mm -hmm. a rule exclusive to the kids like everybody follows them
1: yeah well we don't eat cereal so we tend to have eggs (laughs) Oh, (laughs) but it's the same thing like it's it's a rule for everyone it's a house rule it's not just like oh this is your rule right this is our house rule
0: yeah because that was big when I was a kid it was like the rules were only for us and not like my parents didn't follow them so I feel like that creates a little tension
1: absolutely like can you imagine if I'm sitting up at night eating chocolate and the kids go where's my chocolate and I go there's none for you because it's bedtime yeah, you've had dinner exactly. you've had dessert go to bed I'm eating exactly. chocolate that's why I do it when I sleep <laughs> exactly
0: <laughs> that's when you do it yeah um the next one is it just says trying to gentle parent I think the problem with these question boxes is that the, there's not enough room
1: for context. Yeah. Um so I don't really know what the question <laughs> is. Just in general, it's hard to try and gentle parent and it's try it's hard to gentle parent bio kids, it's hard to gentle parent step kids. Like I try and I'm still learning. But it also doesn't help that in my house I've got two autistic kids that if you're not showing your emotion, they can't register. Like if I'm not showing Big emotions, they can't register what my emotion is if I'm talking to them calmly. Oh, okay. So that's that's they, interesting. They can't compute that I'm mad at them if I'm talking to them like this. Whereas if I'm red in the face, they go, "Oh crap, we're in trouble. I've done something wrong." <laughs> right. So they need to actually physically see the emotion for them to be able to register the emotion. So that's an that's an interesting uh, concept. I honestly hadn't thought of it like that. And like, I've seen it before where little Jay's done something wrong and his mom's trying to talk to him and she gets down on, like on his level and tries to talk to him, but it's not sinking in because there's no emotion behind it. And he can't compute the words. Like you say, I'm very mad at you. You're doing this wrong. He's just like, yeah, whatever. You're not mad. Like, yeah, he needs like the visual. Is that like a neurodivergent
0: thing or you think for most kids?
1: Uh, It's definitely a neurodivergent thing and definitely like an autism thing because they struggle to um, read people's emotions. Gotcha. So like they're, and reading social cues, that's what it's called. So they really struggle with social cues and how to hold a conversation and know when to start a conversation, know when to stop a conversation, be able to read people's body language. They they struggle to do that. Whereas like if I had my fist clenched and I'm talking through gritted teeth, they still don't see that. As I'm angry like it needs to be the big the whole picture I can't try and like yeah it's it's crazy because you'd think that me trying to control myself would be better especially for those lacking emotional regulation but I need to like lose it rein it in and then talk for them to understand
0: right I mean whatever works for them to understand is basically what needs to be
1: done I think that's it uh the next one is my stepkids cried when we implemented set bed times. My that that's just kids. Yeah. I was gonna say T did it too. So right. Th- Our they kids get all it, have though. bedtimes. So but we also send them to bed 30 minutes before bedtime. So they've got uh, big case seven thirty, read for thirty minutes, lights out at eight. Little Jay's uh better eight, read for thirty minutes, lights out. And same same for Big J, but he refuses to read, so he gets lights out at oh. eight thirty. Like, you can sit up and read. You choose not to, it's lights out. Yeah, yeah. That's good bedtime So, so but they all still complain about it. It's like, and Miss Kay we're still struggling to get her into bed at a normal time because it just she's just running around going crazy while we're doing everything else. And then the next minute we go, Oh crap, it's it's eight o'clock, like and she's not in bed.
0: Right. Yeah, it's tough. Yeah. Um, The next one we kind of already talked about is how to stop hearing, quote, at my mom's house. This isn't your mom's house. Like, yeah, we talked about that. I think that's just something that we all struggle with and hope that they'll eventually understand that these are the rules. I mean, my stepson was like, I don't know, probably like six ish when he finally started like repeating, oh, in this house. Or like or like mm-hmm. these are the rules in this house or something like that so they understand even if they still complain because he does he understands though
1: yeah that all the kids understand and this is part of them trying to play each parent off against each mm-hmm. other exactly and that's just what kids do so yeah so just a little bit of advice for you is be patient especially if the kids are young it might take some time for them to adjust to being in the new home with the new rules but they will learn. Yes. And
0: if you have a co-parent that works with you, you could absolutely sit down and come up with one set of rules for the kids to follow between both houses. So if you think that's possible, then you could try to reach out.
1: Absolutely. Like that would be like a co-parenting dream for most people. Oh, a dream. Yeah. And don't get frustrated if the other home won't compromise on rules with you. Just create rules that are only followed in your house, which is something that we've done.
0: And most, most families will probably have to do that. We can't all be like the blended mamas who just have a peaceful co parenting life.
1: Exactly. And like Jess, who used to be, I think it was classy co parenting, she recently changed her name on Instagram. Um, oh, I didn't know the she Sanchez changed her spam. Oh, yeah. Yeah. She has a peaceful co parenting relationship. Yeah. So. I'm jealous of her. All right. So we have a stepmom's anonymous. Let's hear it. Okay. I seen your post on TikTok about stepping back from being a stepmum, and honestly, reaching out for any advice on how to make this a tad easier. So I'm 22. I have two bio kids by myself, two stepchildren, and a bio son with my husband. And we have my stepkids a week on and a week off. I feel like I'm drowning, and my husband just doesn't seem like he cares. Or I don't know. I love him, but honestly, it's hard to be a stay-at-home mum with his kids. I want to save my relationship, but it gets so bad when we have them on our weeks. It's such a long story, so I'll try to shorten it. She, which I'm assuming Karen, cut him off when we first got together almost two years ago. We went through months of court battles and got them in January every other week. We have his five-year-old son who refuses to use the bathroom because he doesn't like sitting on the potty. And he lets everyone know, including me, that I'm not his mother. I'm his stepmother and he has a mum, and I'm not to tell him what to do. He stares at me like I'm dumb if I request him to do something and won't do it. We also have his three-year-old daughter, whom also isn't potty trained because her mummy says she's too little. She oh has God. mental breakdowns every time I tell her no or tell her to do something she doesn't want to do. Her mum refuses to have barely any contact and tells the kids to tell me they don't have to listen to me. My husband spanked his son for disrespect and the mum called the cops on us and child services and took us to court where they never found anything wrong. She then said she would continue to do it for the next 18 years. Um, Wait, who would do it? The bio mom? The bio mom would keep taking them back to court for the next 18 years. Oh my, that like, that hurts her too, though. Mm -hmm. That's Um, insane. And so I went back to her and I'm like, you know, there's a whole heap to unpack here. Like how old are the kids? You know, are they all at home with you? She's got five kids under six. And a stay-at-home mom, like you're dealing with that all day.
0: Mm -hmm. I have one four-month-old and I struggle.
1: Yeah. So my bio kids are three and six. We have five kids when we have all of... My bio kids are three and six. We have five kids when we have all of them. I told my husband it's honestly going to make our relationship come to an end, but he seems to think I'm just bluffing. It's really difficult, especially when bio mom won't handle doctors or dentists or school stuff. So it's literally all left on me. No. No. I know. I
0: feel like as a stay at home mom, I know the dynamic is like different where and you would be able to speak on this way more, but like where you would be doing most of the appointments and stuff. But if you're not getting respect from the kids, their mom and your husband is leaving that all on you, you can absolutely take a step back and be like, Mm -hmm. even if you're like three days a week that, that we have them, they need to go to like a daycare or an after school care or whatever until you get done.
1: That's exactly what I said to her. I said, it is 100% reasonable for you to tell your husband that his bio kids, your stepkids, need to go into care. Mm-hmm. Even even one day a week. Yeah. Like, so I think her stepson's five. So is that kindergarten where you are? Yeah. So, you, so he might be in kindergarten, but then she still has two three-year-olds. Right. She's got her three-year-old oh, bio, her three-year-old step, and then I don't know how old the youngest is. baby that they have together. Right. So that's five kids under six. That's a handful. Oh yeah. That's a ton. So, you know, but not only that, if bio mom isn't handling the doctor's appointments and it's a whole lot, especially if she's got two of her bio kids at home Mm
0: -hmm. to handle
1: those doctors. Trust me, I've been doing it for the last how many years, last three years. It's a handful, especially when you've got like a newborn and then a toddler. Imagine having two toddlers and doing, and a baby and- doing the appointments like dad Yeah, then you up. you have to like bring them all with you then
0: so like one of them has an appointment and you got four other kids that have to go with them just because you can't leave them at home by themselves yeah that is just so I can't imagine that sounds so stressful
1: it does and she's only 22 so I really feel for her because I'm like man you were young mm-hmm. this is crazy like and if you don't I think I need to go back to like just ignore the you're not my mom comments yeah you know and go, correct, I'm not your mom. You have a mom, but I'm your stepmom. And in this house, I am the woman in charge. And exactly. I've had that conversation. Like, I made a comment. I'll, I made something for dinner one night. Big J's like, oh, you're the best. I'm like, yeah, I'm the best mom ever. And he goes, don't you mean stepmom? I said, well, I'm the mom of this house. And he goes, oh, yeah, you are. Yeah, they I said, get I said, it. When, I said, when I say stuff like that, I'm not disrespecting your mom, but I'm the mom in this house. Like, two out of four kids in this house are biologically mine. Right. Like, whether I say mom or stepmom, I'm not trying to disrespect your mom, but I'm the mom of this house. Exactly. And that's fair. And I mean,
0: her husband should be, I don't know, but somehow making those kids respect her regardless of what their mom says. Because Mm -hmm. for the mom to be like, oh, you can tell her that you don't have to listen to her is insane behavior, first of all. But Mm -hmm. then- the, her husband should be the one navigating that and making sure that they know that they do have to respect her. Because we went through something similar; it wasn't quite that bad. But my husband was always like, "No, nope, you have to do what she says too. You have to listen to her and respect her too."
1: Yeah, and that's something that my husband does. He always reiterates and goes, "Tony is a parent. She is still your parent. She she's your stepmom." And he's done that from the beginning. Going, "Yeah, know, like, Tony's your, Tony's your stepmom. You have to listen to her. You have to respect her." And I get less disrespect now from Big J, but I still get it from Little J, but he gets just as much disrespect from Little J as well. So we just combat right. that together. But I, I pull Big K up and I go, you have to respect him. Like who stepped up and who supported you since you were three years old? Right, exactly. Like, you know, it's it's a whole thing. Yeah, it sure is. But yeah, I'm glad that you have the same advice for me. I'm going to tell her to listen to this episode as well, but I'll tell her that you had the same advice.
0: Yeah. For her. Um, did you also like direct her to Lori? Cause she's like
1: the pro at stepping back. I should, I should send her a message and go definitely reach out to Lori.
0: Yeah. Cause even if you don't like pay for it and you just like look at her free content, it's still helpful.
1: Absolutely. The content that she's got is great. I probably wouldn't recommend joining her Facebook group, but hey, neither is she oh, yeah that's right yeah <laughs> <So>. okay <laughs> we hope that you found this episode on house rules helpful and that hopefully you found that you're not alone we all hear but mom said so <laughs> thank you for being part of the raising his kids community we can't wait to bring you more valuable insights and support in future episodes
0: and don't forget to subscribe to us wherever you like to listen follow us on instagram and facebook and threads and TikTok. You can also join our Facebook group where you can interact with us directly and share with other stepmoms. And please be a conversation starter. We'll talk to you all again next week.
1: Bye. Bye.